0: I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty Got royalty inside my DNA Well, there's a couple of things that you can do here You can just turn this podcast off now Go back and listen to the one from a couple of days ago And just insert the Dallas Mavericks win 127-123 to 123. Because most of the storylines are going to be the same well, Maybe they're going to be just a little bit different But the bottom line is The Kings lose once again tonight, 127 to 123. Have you ever seen National Lampoon's European Vacation? There's a scene where Chevy Chase is driving his family, like in like a roundabout in Europe. He's like, "Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament," and he can't get out of the roundabout. Sparky, you got to get. Well, I'm trying, honey. Look, kids, Big Ben and he can't get out of the roundabout and he dri- look look kids big ben drives past the fourth to- big ben parliament that's the freaking king's season look kids big ben i called it groundhog's day the other day i'm trying to come up with a different way to describe the king's day i'm tired of covering it the same exact way you know like groundhog's day that's what that, that's what this is that is the theme of the Sacramento Kings basketball season. It is Groundhog's Day. And because you're a glutton for punishment, welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hootball and the Hootball Podcast Network. I am your very cranky host, Damian Barling, and I thank you so much as always for tuning in and allowing me to be a part, allowing us here at Hootball to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. If you want good fluffy stuff about your team and Hey, how the future is bright and all of that crap. You know where to go to find it. And you're not going to find it here. Can I tell you? So I was trying to come up with the word. Like, what is the word? If you picked a word to describe the Sacramento Kings after every game, like, what would the word be? And that's just a new thing that I'm implementing some reason for here in game 41. But, geez, we're, we're halfway through the season today. How about that? The Sacramento Kings 15 and 26. Halfway through... The NBA season. They are on track to finish nine games under what they finished last year. Okay, then. Uh, The term to use to describe today's game is embarrassing. No, 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 no. I don't think the Sacramento Kings' performance was embarrassing. The Dallas Mavericks are a better team. Not only are they a better team, they are a significantly better team. They are a significantly better coach team. They are a significantly better run organization than the Sacramento Kings are. No, no, no. no. Sacramento Kings play wasn't embarrassing. They were beaten by a better team. I thought the overall demeanor of the Sacramento Kings organization was embarrassing I thought it was embarrassing that the Sacramento Kings play-by-play guy spent a good bulk, uh, a good bulk of the game trying to somehow, some way diminish Luka Doncic uh, as many times as he could. When Luka Doncic missed his fifth, what a shot! Ch- Luka's missed his fifth three-pointer of the game. You give him that shot all day long. Luka Doncic with his sixth turnover. I repeat, his sixth turnover. Luka Doncic finished with 25 points, 15 rebounds, and 17 assists. But you can't acknowledge that during a Kings broadcast. You certainly can't acknowledge that when you're the general manager's BFF. So you just let that stuff slide underneath the radar, and you focus more on the fact that he had six turnovers and that he was 0-5 from three-point range. Okay, let's ride that out. Now the popular narrative is... That the officials don't respect the Sacramento Kings. That there's a conspiracy against the Sacramento Kings to make them the least shooting foul team in the entire league. Oh, that's rich. That is rich. Up until the fourth quarter, up until the final minutes of the fourth quarter, the Sacramento Kings had shot more free throws than the Dallas Mavericks. Now, of course, that changed in the final minutes as the Kings were trying to extend the game there because, as usually happens, the Kings were down by 15 and then suddenly they were down four because that's Kings basketball. The Dallas Mavericks finished the game 20 of 24. Again, the Kings had shot more free throws through the bulk of the game, but the Dallas Mavericks finished shooting uh, 20 of 24 from the line. Sacramento Kings, 11 of 20. Sacramento Kings missed nine free throws. They missed from the foul line nine times. De'Aaron Fox, by himself, missed six. De'Aaron Fox missed six free throws. The Sacramento Kings missed nine free throws. The Dallas Mavericks beat them by four points. Now, I've always promised when you listen to a podcast hosted by me, whether it's the podcast with Damian Barling, which we drop every single day, whether it's the In the Game podcast, that's a health and fitness podcast that you can listen to every Tuesday. Hell, you can listen to it whenever you want to. A new episode drops every Tuesday. Or it's the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. I always tell you there is no math involved. But I'll repeat those numbers for you one more time. The Sacramento Kings missed nine free throws tonight. They shot 55% from the foul line. De'Aaron Fox shot three of nine from the foul line. He missed six free throws. The Sacramento Kings lost the freaking game by four points. All right, then. Don't want to diminish De'Aaron, though, because De'Aaron had an extraordinary night. 27 points, 12 assists, 11 of 17 from the field. He missed six three-pointers. He missed the same number of free throws as he did field goals. Who does that? In that aspect, that's a rough night for De'Aaron. But in actuality, 11 of 17, are you kidding me? He missed six field goals but managed to miss six free throws. And I guarantee you, Uh, if the camera goes to him after the game on NBC Sports Net, there's a good chance that that's what he's going to be talking about. I'm anxious to hear what type of crap Luke Walton says today because we've started this narrative of it's the NBA's fault that the Sacramento Kings don't get to the foul line. Now we see De'Aaron Fox running around complaining about foul calls every time down the floor. There are some calls. He went to the foul line, what did I just say, nine times? Uh, He probably should have gone at least a couple of more. Now, if you watch the broadcast closely, you would think that Aaron Fox needs to go to the foul line every single time he penetrated to the basket. I don't think that that's accurate. But they did miss some calls. The referees did miss some calls. You know who else they missed some calls against? Luka Doncic. You know who else they missed some calls against? Tim Hardaway Jr. They probably missed some calls against the Mani too. The point is, referees miss calls. They get more right than they get wrong. Oh, but we've got to create a narrative because the kings can't just be bad, can they? No, the kings just can't be bad. There was so much hope and there was so much promise. And the narrative for years is the future is bright. Now we've got Luke Walton here who somehow has been designated a leader among men. Cool story, bro. Um, No, they can't be bad. We've got to find a reason why they're bad. Well, they're bad because bogey's out. They're bad because Rashawn Holmes is out. They're bad because Marvin Bagley has missed a chunk of time, because De'Aaron Fox has missed a chunk of time. Now they're bad because the referees across the NBA are conspiring against them to keep them off of the foul line. That's totally logical. What part about that doesn't make sense? Referees across the NBA have coordinated together and just said, you know what? Screw the Sacramento Kings. Let's not send them to the foul line tonight. You know that young point guard that, that they got that seems to be universally liked across the NBA? We don't want to send that guy to the foul line. No way. Who's that kid out of Duke? Oh, no, this, we're going to get our revenge on Coach K. That's, that's what we're going to do. Who's the, the guy with the long hair who's got super energy? Oh, he's not even playing right now The hell with him. But when he comes back, we still ain't going to call fouls against him. That's what we're going to do. We are going to collectively conspire against the Sacramento Kings. Because really, that's the only logical explanation, right? It's the only explanation that truly makes sense. That the NBA is conspiring against the Kings. It, 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 It can't be that they're not very good. It can't be that they're not coached well. It can't be that the organization is run poorly. All of that stuff is gone, remember? It has to be gone. We traded DeMarcus Cousins, and that fixed everything, remember? So the only logical explanation is that the NBA is conspiring to make the Kings bad. And damn it, I don't know what to do about that. Because Luke Walton has told us, you know, we're going to play a certain way in the future. Remember? Go back, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight games. Go back before, before the before the calendar change Luke Walton was talking about yeah we're go- we're gonna try to do that more in the future oh well it's January 15th we never got a clear definition of what the future was. I know what the future is let us we, you know in in those remarks that he was talking about post game he was talking about running and that's the way we're gonna play in the future. I know one thing they don't do anymore and that's play defense this is a team that gave up 71 points. In the first half. Now, to their credit, this was a game in which both teams said to hell with this. We're not playing defense. Let's get to the, let's get, I, I, I haven't even touched on the logistics. I think I've mentioned the name of this show. It's the Sacramento Kings podcast. I don't know if I've asked you to uh, subscribe and rate and review the show because you're obviously, you're here, you're a glutton for punishment, or you're a massive Sacramento Kings fan. So if you're a massive Sacramento Kings fan, that automatically means you're a glutton for punishment. Become a subscriber; don't miss a single episode. Uh, rate the show, review the show, do all of that stuff. Rate, rate, rate the happy episodes though. Don't, 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 don't rate, don't rate the shows when I'm cranky, and don't rate the shows when you're cranky either. Don't get mad. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me because of what the Kings did to you. No Kristaps Porzingis tonight uh, for the Mavericks. Obviously, no Rashawn Holmes either. Uh, Marvin Bagley, he was back into the starting lineup. Um, we saw very little Harry Giles today, just nine minutes. We saw absolutely no Dwayne Dedman today. If you go back to the first quarter, Buddy looked really, really good in the first quarter. Harrison Barnes did as well. De'Aaron Fox, we mentioned the strong game that he had. No big runs, no scoreless droughts. Just, just solid play. A lot of points on both ends. The uh, Kings trailed by by four heading into the second, and uh, in, in the non-existent defense was the theme of the first half, really by both clubs. It was 71-67 to 67 at halftime. And if mybookie.ag has the over-under on their website, I hope you had the first half over because these two teams were scoring points. You can go to mybookie. It's one of the most trusted sportsbooks in the industry. If you're looking for a sportsbook to bet on the uh, championship games coming up this weekend with your San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers and the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, make sure you tune in to the podcast with Damian Barling tomorrow for a full preview of those two games. And once you get that preview, head over to mybookie.ag. Get your bets in there. Uh, football not your thing, that's all right. You can bet on basketball. You can bet on the Kings. might make the Kings games more fun. Just know that you close the gap within four or five every single game. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book. And if you act now... MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. That means if you deposit $10, you'll get an extra $5 in free money to play with. All you got to do is use the promo code SAC. S-A-C. Use the promo code SAC uh, to uh, get some free money to play with here on MyBookie.ag. Bet. Win. Get. Get paid uh the second half what, what did we just say the score was 71 to 67 that didn't last long as the second half got underway that lead became 13 when Luka Doncic hit the triple double numbers with eight minutes left 17 11 and 11 with seven minutes to go in the uh seven minutes remaining in the third quarter the Mavericks went over three minutes without scoring they went over three minutes without making a single basket, and they still led by 11. Justin Jackson hit a shot at the end of the third. Yes, that Justin Jackson, he hit a shot at the end of the third that gave the Mavericks a 15-point lead. Uh, there was a point where the Kings were just getting demolished on the boards. They closed the gap a little bit. The Mavericks out-rebounded them 47-42. Kings had 28 assists tonight. Normally, that's a formula for victory. The the Steve Kerr and the the Golden State Warriors teams that were winning championships, they used to talk about getting to 30 assists. They felt like if they got to 30 assists, they were going to win the game. The Sacramento Kings got to 28 assists tonight. That means they were moving the ball well. That means when they were down 15, they weren't doing the one-on-one gimmick. Now, as good as Buddy Heald played in the first quarter, that cooled off pretty quick. 25 points on 23 shots. Three of 11 from three-point range but he never diverted to the one-on-one ball. Oh, this is good. It's time, folks. What's Luke Walton hey, got to say? Again,
1: it's, it's right there, right in, right in our face, why we have to continue to understand the importance of being able to play defense and get stops. Um, offensively, I loved our pace. I loved our flow. For the most part, I thought we played really, uh, uh really good team, basketball, making the right play, making the right pass, uh, putting pressure on the rim. Um defensively we were you know we, we 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 didn't do a good job boxing out um when we we got you know stops the occasional time we did get stops it was uh you know we we let them we'd let them come up with the 50-50 ball so we a lot of good to take from it but um you know, it's it should be pretty clear that until we can get out there and play that hard and play with that pace and still keep a defensive mindset, it's going to be up and down. There's a lot of good teams in this league. They got a lot of firepower, and you know it's a shootout. So uh, we got to be able to do both. I thought De'Aaron, his mentality tonight was was awesome. The way he was, uh, you could at least I could. I'm assuming you guys could too. But you could really feel him. Uh, his presence on the court uh, and just leadership uh, on both both sides of the ball. I thought he really gave us a, an awesome effort. Uh, it's nice to get Marvin out there again. I thought Marvin showed a lot of good, um, a lot of good. But that's why we talk about it's like it's not the injuries as much as it is not having these guys out on the court together that. Uh, that that's the frustrating part because we need them to get these reps to be able to communicate there was coverages out there where we were messing up on but you know that group hasn't been on the court a lot so it's there's certain plays in this league that your coverage will go from one thing to another and we're trying to communicate it during the game and uh, you know we we had some mishaps on it and they you know they did a good job they kept they kept putting us in that action so um, you know, we, uh, we lost to a good team tonight, but I was proud of our guys again. And there was a couple times we could have folded, and they kept biting back, and they kept playing hard. Um, and, you know, same story. We'll get back after it, show more film, keep working, and uh, hopefully keep this group, uh, you know, on the court together going. Katie both Hunter, Kings
0: Luke, you mentioned both pace and defense during that. Um, and I'm curious because your pace has increased during the month of January. It's one of the top in the league. Um, do you feel that is directly responsible for why your defense has kind of taken a, a kind of a downturn because of the adjustment or the pace?
1: I think they um, partially, yes. Um, you know the elite teams, Milwaukee, uh, Toronto. In the past, I haven't seen
0: Toronto's numbers recently. It's a new but, uh, some of the elite, teams you have to drink play really every time really someone brings defense. up pace. Uh, Every time every
1: team that's won a championship in the last 20 years are a top 10 defensive team So like there's reasons behind why I won't be responsible for your alcohol poisoning When you're still trying to get there when you play fast you get fatigued when you get fatigued you make mental mistakes so um, It's not that you have to pick one or the other but uh, we have to continue to challenge ourselves mentally uh, to to embrace that defensive challenge while playing fast
0: free throws is something that in the previous two games, you would combine for, I think, 21 attempts or something like that. But I think you only had one miss in there. Tonight you get 20 attempts, but you know, nine misses... How frustrating, I guess, is that when you finally get there?
1: Yeah, I mean, no, it's the, the, to me the what we I look at is I I, I always believe our guys are going to make their free throws. We got we got really good shooters, and we these are you know we have really talented players. So to me, it's more important that we were aggressively attacking the paint and getting ourselves to the line. Um, there's no you know there's no doubt in my mind that we'll, as long as we keep getting there, we'll, we'll make them most nights.
0: Uh, Sean Cunningham, ABC10, has this, I mean, you go 3-9 and nine in this 12-game stretch. Do you see a, a big difference in the spirit of your team at the moment?
1: Uh, no, I think the, I think the spirit of our team is good. You know, like I said, you see, I mean, you see how hard they play out there. You, only, you know, you play that hard when um, you're trying to win, you're competing, uh, you're bought into what you're doing. Luke, James Hamm, NBC uh, Sports. When you look at Fox this night, um, it looked like he played angry for a good portion. Um, is that something you need him to bottle and figure out how to play that way more often? Um, maybe even get technicals, maybe even have some of his teammates start stepping up and, and getting some text to, to force the hand? Yeah, the uh, well, it's, I mean, it's a fine line because I, I, I agree in, in – um, I I love that passion from him tonight, but it's also something It's we don't want to be one of the teams that's complaining to referees all the time and and not, you know, we want to listen, control what we can control and and get back on defense. Um, Occasionally, it's good to to get teed up. It's, you know, it's good for your team, especially when, you know, someone like De'Aaron gets teed up. I think it motivates the group. So, uh, occasionally we'll take it, but it's a fine line of playing with that fire and passion, but also... You know, being level headed and cool so you can make the proper decisions uh,
0: while you're on the floor. Luke Jason Anderson, Sacramento B. Luca's game, career high in assists. Has he, what what are you seeing in in terms of his growth this year compared to last year? Uh, Much
1: better understanding of, you know, one, his team's offense, two, the NBA as a whole, really uh it really has a nice feel and pace uh, for where to get you know where to get his shots and where to get his teammate shots so they do a nice job of uh spacing the floor and you know they got the for the most part the one big in there and rolling to the rim and you know is tops in the league in field goal percentage and dunks all night so if you don't come tag He's dunking the ball, and if you come tag, he he puts those skip passes uh, right on the money. So just, I think, an overall uh, understanding, and then obviously his skills continue to get better as well. Coach Walton, Mario Cannon, Sacramento Observer. In about less than two minutes in the game, there was a close play where I think it was Buddy Hill. Uh, did you think about challenging that Play because you've been very successful at challenging winning your challenges. Yeah. I thought that was a, in my opinion. I think I, it I,
0: there's nothing wrong with the question. I don't really care what Luke Walton's answer is. If you were watching on television, but he'll clearly committed the foul. Uh, if you weren't watching on television, if you were actually at the game, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you now, but he'll clearly committed a foul. Was it like a big, egregious, flagrant foul? No, it, it, but that's not how fouls work. He committed a foul. That's kind of the end of the story. Uh, I didn't mention much about Bagley past the fact that he started. Uh, he played fine tonight. It's it's difficult to measure how a guy who's missed a bulk of the season, you know, it's 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 difficult to really truly, you know, kind of measure him and get a feel for him. But he was five of nine from the field. You know, I think if nothing else, you probably want him to shoot a lot more than that. Uh, seven rebounds, you you probably want more than that. His timing is off. Uh, he had uh, 5 fouls he was tried to you know get in front of some plays make some stops and, and and it just didn't work he was another guy who was complaining about not getting calls as well he was a guy who was complaining about getting fouls called on him when he very obviously committed the foul and i don't know if that's his frustration of you know he has a vision of himself being able to get somewhere his just his body can't catch up there and 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 it'll get there as long as he stays healthy it's just this is you know we we're, we're, we are to a certain degree watching One of the things that we feared early in the season when we talked about that they're going to go through changes when De'Aaron comes back. They're going to go through changes when Marvin Bagley comes back. I assume they're going to go through more changes when Bogdan Bogdanovich comes back. And given the fact that that uh, Rashawn Holmes is missing two to three weeks, if that stretches, remember, he's being reevaluated in two to three weeks. If he misses. If he misses a fourth week. Now we're into the all-star break and he's actually missing five, not missing games in the fifth week, but still missing five, five weeks. And now you're integrating him back into everything else. And you have this situation where the Sacramento Kings are constantly trying to play catch up with really their cohesiveness and their team unity. And that on top of all of the other problems, that the Sacramento Kings have right now. It just creates a, a recipe for a very, very difficult final 41 games of the season. The Kings now, with the loss today, are 15 of 26. They've lost three of their last 10. Or, excuse me, they've lost seven of their last 10. They've lost their last three. They're in second-to-last place. Zion Williamson is set to debut on January 22nd. The Memphis Grizzlies have won six games in a row. The Utah Jazz have won 10 games in a row. The Portland Trailblazers have strung together a couple of wins now. And now we're looking at a situation where, hey, still very reachable. Still very reachable, but with Memphis playing the way that they are and the Kings playing the way that they are, that's now a four-game gap between eight and where the Kings are. Which is 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They're in 14th place. Only the Golden State Warriors have a worse record than them in the Eastern Conference. Good news is, Kings are better than a whole bunch of teams in the Western Conference. That's not really good news because it doesn't really matter. Oklahoma City playing, you know, good ball. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and I fear there's going to come a time in the not-too-distant future where the Sacramento Kings are going to have to start talking about the lottery. And Aaron Bruski, if you're listening, you're going to have to find someone else to come in here and talk about the damn lottery. Because I wasn't prepared for that at all. I was prepared for a late lottery pick. This team could win the damn lottery. I'm going to bed, man. Going to bed. This team is frustrating. They're difficult. They make me sleepy. Appreciate you listening, as always. Subscribe, rate, review, do all of that stuff. Uh, appreciate you allowing me to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. As cranky as it may be sometimes, I wish we were talking about something better. I can't sugarcoat stuff, man. If I thought the Kings played well, and again, I don't think they play terrible, I think they have terrible tendencies. I think they lost to a better team tonight, but I think you, you can lose. And win a certain way. The Kings are not losing a certain way. And I'm so tired of this. They're down 15 and then suddenly they're down four. And then we've got to pretend like they've got a real shot to win this game. And all it does is make regulation longer. And where the hell is Buddy Heald go after the f- first quarter? I'm a, like I said, man, I'm going to bed. Tune into the podcast with Damian Barling tomorrow. Tune into the Hootball podcast all the time. Become a subscriber. I don't even know when the hell the next show is going to drop. But if you become a subscriber, just know you'll get alerted when it drops. Appreciate you, as always, for tuning in. I've probably said that 10 times already. I'll say it, 10 more. 127-123, to 123, Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks beat the Sacramento Kings, sending them to 15-26 and 26 on the season. We'll see you next time here on the Sacramento Kings podcast, presented by HoopBall and the Hoop Ball Podcast Network.